A new moon teaches gradualness and deliberation and how one gives birth to oneself slowly. Patience with small details makes perfect a large work like the universe. Welcome to In the Borderlands, our podcast cavern where we explore creativity, mythology, and magic. And we are your hosts, Torgrim Mellumstene from Norway and Mikael Öberg from Sweden. And it gives me great pleasure to say welcome to Looney Solar Mind episode 13. I've been waiting. Mm. It's been a long time since we did our full moon project. Yeah. And after... 12 full moons, we thought maybe it's time to give the new moon some love. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah. We've kind of been ignoring that. Yes. (laughs) I mean, uh, well, we started a project with the full moon, which makes sense because it's the brightest part of uh, the lunar cycle Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's the most visible part so so it's the most vulgar part it's the easiest place to start (laughs) but now we enter the more subtle realms yeah and uh, it's like a some sort of relation to the solstice Mm. Uh, we did an episode on the winter solstice the threshold between solar years Mm. And realized that actually this kind of threshold is present more often throughout the year. In each lunar cycle, we come to a point where the moon goes dark. Yeah, 12 to 13 times a year. And then there is that pregnant pause. Mm. Shall it return? Will it return? Please, yes, it returns. (laughs) Which is also fascinating about how... Even the word calendar is related to that, mm. in the sense of uh, that it comes from calendar to call out, to summon, related to this ancient practice, at least to Roman times, probably, and, and most likely, if you can trace it back to Roman times, you can trace it further back, but <laughs> without <laughs> any clear evidence of it, of, of really calling forth the new moon is uh, shouting out that there was this practice of actually having some kind of a a summoning or a calling in that moment of, as you say, pregnant stillness. Mm. In a sense, like the cry of a newborn babe. So the entire concept of a calendar is lunar in like the the narrative topography of the word. And uh, in in those archaeological layers, we find this practice of, of, of doing a ritual to summon the moon forth from darkness. Not knowing... Well, knowing, but still not knowing whether it will return. This time, it's a, it's a valuable time to kind of reflect on the not knowing. Yeah. And just be being in that, that space. Yeah, and that's where we kind of were with the winter solstice meditation, to pay attention to that quality of not knowing, mm. of waiting, but actively. Yeah, it's a bit like the mythological logic, the mythologic, <laughs> the the mythic mind, kind of thinks in different qualities, mm. and and you can find them in many places. 
so the lunar cycle all the parts of the lunar cycle has different qualities so if the full moon is the shining bright the the moon at its full powers the quality of of being radiant mm-hmm. then you have the new moon which is this quality of it's it's hidden mm. you you do not know and that's what starts the next cycle and then i mean you could connect it to your breath like you are breathing in fully uh, and then you breathe out and then there's that little little pause there between having pushed all the air out mm. before taking the next breath and that there's something interesting about that particular quality it is, it uh, is. and that can be connected to the new moon it also reminds me somehow of my own therapeutic journey mm. I, i did a lot of therapy related a lot of to do with you know emotions stuck in different parts of the body and the connecting tissue but the real breakthrough came when i kind of went through into the dark It's, that's only how i can describe it it's like the, there was this uh, f- like at at the bottom level of all these kind of radiant emotions <laughs> <laughs> was this velvety i would i was uh, that's how i would describe it like a velvety darkness mm. it's like a, a filled nothing <laughs> like an open void like a living paradox like a black hole yeah where everything is consumed and reborn and uh you can reconstitute yourself by going through that black hole and i i had this very visceral experience of that in sessions of therapy where underneath all these layers of life it was almost like entering through into something new and you had to go through that darkness but even when i say darkness the cultural connotation of darkness is evil still It's, mm. uh, I can feel it when I say go through darkness. It sounds really whoa, <laughs> but that's not the darkness that I recall. It's it was as I say, it was like velvet. Mm. It was welcoming, all encompassing, a place for kind of yeah, the still, the stillness of you. And maybe as you know, these black holes in the universe, you're able to go through and maybe into a new <laughs> new universe, new dimension <laughs> of of your life through those dark moments but they're not they're not bad i think a lot of the issues we have with darkness has to do with these connotations we put on it like we shouldn't be here which probably is related to the fact that we don't any longer have a lunar calendar where you see these changes from the full to the new as just regular mm. but we've lost that mm. we've lost that connection the natural connection since only like easter or you know eid or some of these holidays are related to the lunar i maybe that's part of it this yeah this kind of division of the dark and the light instead of seeing the dark and the light in one body as two beautiful parts of a whole that you need to go through in your life and that they are not good or bad they are just necessary for movement mm. the movement of the soul You have the you have the bright day and the dark night of the soul. And that's okay. It's, it doesn't it doesn't mean it's it's just nature somehow. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's 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 where I ended up with that in in that thought <laughs> thought process. Uh, yeah, yeah.
this calling out of the new moon, I'm thinking, can you call out for something with the quality of listening for what it is? Do you see what I mean? I see what you mean. Mm. I hear what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> without, without knowing what it is yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In, in a sense, that's what we're already doing, how we are making performances, no? We call out for something and then we try to listen to the response. Yeah, yeah. And if it's an if it's just an echo, then that's not a good thing. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, but it, no. But it, there, there's usually that's that's my experience that how how to make art or performances. It's about you call out and you listen. Mm. You may, you state an attention. I want to create something. I want a new cycle to begin, and then you listen for it to, to kind of understand what that can be. Yeah, it comes back to something we've been talking about before in the creative act, this double quality of making something and discovering something at the same time. It's uh, an interesting paradox. Yeah. So to call out for something while being totally open to what that might be is a particular kind of awareness or attention that I would connect to the new moon. Yeah. It invites a sort of exploration without colonization. <laughs> Can you be an explorer without putting your flag every damn place you go? <laughs> yeah, yes, please. <laughs> this ex exploration spirit of discovery without the spirit of ownership mm. there's a certain attunement in that and you feel quite sure that you know that the moon will return mm. because you know that there is a cycle and experience tells you that still this it's good maybe to practice that moment of oh, you kind of know it will come back mm. but it's it's not entirely the same every time and maybe put your focus not so much on the will it return, mm -hmm. but just on this very moment of it not being here right now, about to appear. Mm. That's a glorious place, the place of the fool. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, that would make sense with the number zero for the fool card. Yeah, exactly. It really is nothing yet. It's just an opening, but just an opening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the throat before sound appears, before the vocal cords reverberate. Before that next gorgeous breath of fresh air. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so... Give the new moon some love in uh, all the different places where it appears. The quality of the new moon. It'll do you good. Mm. And if you notice it in the sky, you will notice it in your life. Mm. We started this episode with a poem from 
Jalal al-Din Rumi, the Sufi mystic, in translation by Coleman Barks. And Rumi wrote some uh, pretty beautiful stuff. Indeed. So I think it's uh, worth leaving off with his words again. Let them sink in. Hmm. A new moon teaches gradualness and deliberation and how one gives birth to oneself slowly. Patience with small details makes perfect a large work like the universe. If you enjoyed this episode, have a listen to the previous ones of Looney Solar Mind, our podcast within the podcast. 12 full moon explorations using the lens of myth and symbol. These episodes were spread out over the course of a whole year, starting with episode 11. The easiest way to find them is to go to our Patreon, where there are collections of themes and threads that have run through the podcast. And one of these collections is Looney Solar Mind. You can also sign up to become a free member on our Patreon to receive notifications when new episodes are released as well as getting some other updates. You find us at patreon.com slash in the borderlands as well as at intheborderlands.com and both links can be found in the show notes. Until next time.